podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the Newcastle Letter. I am Luke Benson, joined today by Paul Doolan. Hello. Hello there. It's just a two-man two today. We are injury-ravaged slash not attended through, um, I don't know what we'll call it, politely, toilet-bound Dave Watson. And uh, do you know where Fergus is? Yeah, Fergus is in America. He's in America, America isn't he? He's going to watch... Um, Miami Magic. It's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. And uh, Dave, I asked Dave how he was. He's had a bit of a tummy bug and he said he's had to get an extension lead to go to the bathroom to plug in his iPad because it's ran out of battery because he's been there that long. So that tells you the sort of state he's in. He's a living incarnation of the iPod t-shirts. Wallop. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, we're coming off the back of a victory. Uh, televised triumph. Uh, be yeah. Liverpool. Maybe that's what made Dave ill. It was like a body shock reaction to Newcastle winning a game that he's just, his immune system couldn't take The result it. literally made him yeah. shit himself. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Threw his body into unrest. He didn't yeah. know where to be happy or mad. It's nuts. Uh, it was. It was absolutely mental. I you, think. Carry on. Yeah, I don't know how best. It, well, the lineups came out an yeah. hour before. And bearing in mind, last week we were saying, well, he has to drop Sissoko, he has to drop Colacini. There's no way we're ever going to get any effort out of these players. And they weren't dropped. And you just thought, this is going to be a tanking again. I took the precaution of betting on Liverpool to win by more than four goals. Cause I Solid, just, safe bet. Yeah, it seemed it. I just thought, that's definitely going to happen. But I then you didn't well. add the on-TV metric exactly. in your uh, accumulator. Yeah, it was, it's the performance we've been looking for for ages, yeah. where we actually we outran Liverpool, who Liverpool weren't at their best, but we never pressed teams like that. Every department was a positive. The defence looked solid. Paul Dummett, for him, looked solid. Yeah. He's still not a great defender, but he looked decent. Colacini was actually making tackles. Mbemba looked completely different to the last few weeks. So did Janma. Vernon Anita looked like a good footballer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him, him, and, just, him and him and Colback. And yeah. Just, just a bit steadier. I mean, for all Liverpool, didn't seem like they were... Mm. At their best, you know. No, I think you know, Benteke up flagged. Front. Yeah, they don't seem to play well when they don't have sort of any kind of dynamic forward. Yeah. But then most teams who aren't playing well play us and manage to find four or five goals. Mm. So I think it's just a measure of how well we did. And yeah. Luke de Jong. Yes. Uh, sorry, CM de Jong, not Luke de Jong. Yeah, Luke de Jong, CM de Jong. On, on, the, on the tweets. <laughs> But he finally got a start and looked like sloppy in possession, but I thought he looked decent. Yeah. And the thing, I, the thing that sort of felt good to me was watching him and a few others actually talking to each other, which we've never it's seen. Just another leader on the pitch yeah. rather than someone who just sort of puts his head down and tries to maybe do what the coach says and sort of reacts yeah. to variables in the game. But yeah, everyone turned up. Even Cissé, the ghost. Was like, <laughs> I've never seen him closing down any yeah. defenders before. He was immense. Like he, he was sloppy in possession, but we are generally. That's the sort of way we have to play. When we have the ball, we're not that great at passing it around. Yeah. So we might as well sit back, 
wait for them to come forward and just try and hit them on the Hustle counter. Hustle and try and be dynamic because we can't wear a team down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, and that's without even mentioning the goals. I thought we looked far improved. And then Wijnaldum tried to claim them both, but I think... I don't think he's going to get them both. If yeah, I don't think they're giving him it, though. Yeah, it's a bit cheeky, but can't fault his effort. No. You know. But then I kind of... It'd be nice to see Skirtle get the own goal record, so it's kind of glad they've taken it off him. I think he's would, would, that, um, would that put him past Carragher, who's a bit of an old goal? I don't think so. It's machine. definitely not taking him top, but it's got him up there. Oh, sweet. But yeah. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, I'm falling out of love with Skirtle. I, I watch a lot of uh, videos on YouTube, and that Nivea Liverpool uh, advert is forever running, where he's rubbing cream into his forearms. I really don't... What's, why is there a tie-in between Liverpool and Nivea for men? I guess because they needed people who were saying money to for adverts. What would the Newcastle equivalent be with our with know. our board? Hopefully, um, it would be the players going into probably Ladbrokes or Cash for Golds <laughs> to sell off their bad purchases uh, ahead of payday. Yeah, okay, I could see that working. Just like. Taking any gold out of the changing room, cashing it in. Yeah, sort of unscrewing the um, the hangers, <laughs> which are undoubtedly gold. Uh, so yeah, so had a victory. Klopp seemingly it's just resoundingly happy. Or yeah, laughs off shit stuff. So they did have a goal that was disallowed or offside, and yeah, they didn't bemoan it in an angry. We had a little pop at the. It's a weird one, their disallowed goal, because the yeah. whistle clearly went before he hit it. Exactly, And yeah. I think if it hadn't, he wouldn't have hit it that well. He would have crossed. But I think it was one of those where you just think, this doesn't matter. Yeah, and exactly. And suddenly you hit a world-class sort of strike. <laughs> kind of feel sorry for him. But yeah, I'm, I'm still liking Klopp. It's hard to see how he's ever going to get annoying. Yeah. Like most managers that come in, you reach a point where the novelty wears off, but... Yeah, it's like you say, he just seems happy to be here. Yeah. And just, he seems to find the Premier League ridiculous, which you should, because yeah. it is. He's taken the positive, I, mean, I don't know whether you call Mourinho relentlessly positive, but like the entertaining um, yeah. powers from Mourinho, who's seemingly in meltdown. But, uh, Speaking of Chelsea and relentlessly positive, yeah. the, uh, the podcast before us is oh, the Chelsea one. yeah. It sounds like there was a bit of tension before we came in. So we are recording this um, about, I don't know, pretty much 25 minutes late, and that is because they <laughs> came to blows. I mean, they didn't look like the scariest of Chelsea fans in that I've seen scarier Chelsea fans, but they were really kicking off. So I do feel like yeah. if we were ever to recommend you listen to another podcast that came out of our... I don't know what you call it, podcast group. Stable. Give, yeah, give the, give the Chelsea one a go. And just, um, I don't know, maybe every time they swear at each other or there's like a hefty inhalation, the players take a drink. It's a good idea. I think that's a nice one. Um, I don't know which one. Should we? Let's do the Amiobis next. Yeah. Big week. Uh, the Jules. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> Amiobi on Amiobi. Amiobi on Amiobi violence. Um, I read about the Cardiff manager saying that uh, Sammy's making good progress. Yeah. And the sort of beefing him up, which seems insane because he looked like a beast when he was 
at Newcastle. But he I looked guess. like a, I don't know, he always reminded me of like a deer that's yeah. sort of looked athletic but looked like one wrong move and he could, like everything below the waist could just be irreparably damaged. Like the knees could go backwards and that's it. Yeah. I think he needs, I don't know if he needs beefing up. Have to put him down. Yeah. <laughs> you could imagine like a bolt gun being taken to him after a fall, like a horse. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you know who the victim was of the showdown? Uh, I don't, actually. Shall I, shall I check? We're, we're going to have a little look while, um, while sort we of, we're talking a little bit about the FA Cup. So we've drawn Watford. Yeah, so we'll have... FA Cup. Typical of us, really. We always seem to get Premier League away and not an exciting enough Premier League opposition for us to try against. You nope. get the feeling it'll just be a 1-0 Watford win and that'll be us out of the cups yeah. again. I oh, hope not. Also, they've got, for me, quite a, a nice promoted team squad and aren't doing badly. Good yeah. strike pairing and they did, they did beat us, didn't they? Yes, they have that, beaten that's us like already. That's primary At St. Thing, James's. And we've not... I guess it, de- it depends on what format the game is aired upon. Should it be televised... Yes. Well, that's the thing we didn't really talk about much with the Liverpool game. It's You sort of alluded to it. Our win percentage when we're on TV, I think it's over double than when we're not. So I don't know if that just says something about the type of players we have only wanting to try against the sort of more fashionable teams. Because it can't be anything to do with like the league position of who we're playing because we didn't turn up against Leicester yeah. in any way. I think it's more... Liverpool are a big club, traditionally. This could get us a move out of here. Yeah, visualise prestige. Like they, like yeah. They're t- treating the game as an interview. Yeah, it's, it's an odd one, but then we should just try and get every game televised. So with that in mind, do you think that a lot of the Chelsea fans just want to leave, players want to leave Chelsea? Uh, <laughs> they're seemingly not turning up against anybody. Um, but Sorry, the, uh, the Cardiff game, Cardiff won 3-2. So the younger Amiobi came out on top against Elder Amiobi. Huzzah, promising signs, bring yeah. him back. Yeah, bring him back, back when he sorted his lower half, so we don't want to put, have to put a bolt gun to him. Um, <laughs> that's all right. Oh, big one, right? Old shitty Dave, he did uh, some analysis, didn't he? Yes. We should really cover that, <laughs> I got, because I think he spent a day writing that email. I got Re- a long... E- regular listeners to the podcast will know Dave can go a bit rain man with... Uh, any analysis of Newcastle. So I emailed him saying along the lines of, I thought my boyfriend CM Dion looked pretty decent this week. And this, I'll read the full thing, I'll try and do it quickly. He wasn't as sharp as in possession as I would have liked. Attacks often seemed to break down when he got involved. That said, he was instrumental in transition play, changing defence into attack. Cissé deserves plaudits for the shift he put in, but a better striker probably would have scored against a lacklustre Liverpool. Thought Dummett played it near his best, but his best is nowhere near good enough. Ibe, Milner and later Firmino, time and again tore him a new one. Also, up the other end of the pitch were huge gaps that a more complete fullback would have been able to take advantage of. He needs replacing as a priority. Cole, and D- Cole De Jong and Yanmat were very, very vocal and paid dividends. There was a moment in the second half when we were defending a throw-in when a runner from midfield was spotted by Yanmat and he instructed Anina to cover. Bloody hell, I need to breathe. That's not even halfway through. <laughs> Shall I finish? No, it's good stuff. Crack on. <laughs> it's really filling in all of the holes that we left, which were enumerate. Yeah. Now, Big Vern had a good game, best since West Ham. 
But he's still guilty of being unaware of the runners from deep. Would that run have led to a goal? Who knows, but I'm glad we didn't find out. Taking Cole back off made sense. He's only yellow and tiring. Bringing Gufran on made selling Abid rank up there with selling Hughes in the stupid and financially unrewarding transfers by Newcastle. Fast. The second goal is the kind of thing we should be making our thing. Win the ball in the centre, immediately work it out wide. Runners through the centre, high probability cross, goal, lovely stuff. And then he's finished with a table and a colour-coded list of fixtures for the teams at the bottom. I'm the, seeing that table as chaos. Good luck trying to explain that to a listener. Yeah. Really. But bear in mind, that's the response to me asking how his food poisoning or tummy ache was. It's kind of... It gives you a window into the man. I think if you asked him how his food poisoning was, you'd get some sort of stool sample and <laughs> yeah. all of his metrics and the Dulux colour chart that they use. Um, I had to go to hospital. I had like, a virus the other week. And uh, because I said, oh, it's coming out of both ends, I got my own room. Really? Right. I was like, I was in the travel lodge or something, yeah, because they couldn't put me in the ward for fear of... Um, so is that, the, is that like the password? I'd say the insider's tips, yeah, I'm Ooh. vomiting and I'm shitting. And then, Perfect. really, I really looked out. Um, <laughs> so uh, the, the Watford tie in, in the coop. Well, um, we have to bear in mind now, the club's official policy this year, remember, is top eight and win a trophy. And... Doesn't look like we're going to finish top eight. Was that the mission statement for this year? I think it or was for this year. All oh, right, with it, with a view to be in Champions League in the next two years. It's hard. It's hard to second Cause, guess. Because he sort of said Champions League or a trophy, didn't he? That was what. I oh, I think top eight Ashley's. was this year, and then, but like that's probably the five-year plan. Yeah. Either way, that probably needs to be revised. That would be amazing. Maybe. But it comes in between. Let me. Do, this is in Dave's email as well. So really. Should be I mean, we really miss you, Dave, if you're listening. Yeah. You really get well soon. Actually, this is a separate follow-up text about the Watford <laughs> fixture. So, Dave, even though you're not here, you're very much here. So, yeah, the Watford game comes seven days after Arsenal away and four days before Man U home, after the window's opened and where they're likely to have strengthened. So it's hard to see us prioritising the Watford game. They're likely to have strengthened. Days. Our players will probably look to rest their legs during the Watford game between yeah. the Arsenal and Manchester United interviews. But traditionally as well in the FA Cup, it comes at a time of year where we suddenly have first-teamers with one-game-long injuries. And yeah. Pardew would traditionally come out and say, oh, there were definite injuries and nothing we could do and all we had available were these nine kids. Yeah. So, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what happens. So on you and Babu. You need to... Bring yeah. it. I wouldn't mind in Barbie playing, but I, I think we are. I don't know if you can say we're in a relegation battle, but we need to prioritise the league probably. Yeah. But I'd like to see us have a go against Watford. Hopefully, we'll have the depth by then, after the window. Yeah, exactly. It really depends on what happens in Jan. Who? Yeah. Hopefully, it's more positive additions. You'd hope. Than ones out. See where um, Tuvan is. Then, well, he uh, came on for the end yeah. against Liverpool. Didn't look dreadful. It'd be nice to see him play, but I think... Well, we'll probably come on to the Spurs game in a bit, but our strongest lineup is probably the one that started at the moment. Yeah, indeed. It's the, the, one, the one that played at the weekend, yeah. You wouldn't really see any need to change that. Yeah, it would just be... Because um, Perez didn't start, did he? No, he came on. It was weird, actually. Perez came on and... 
it's sort of, he didn't do any of the pressing that Cissé had done. It was the first time I've watched Perez and thought he didn't actually look like he brought that much. Right. That said, he, he was quite instrumental in the first goal because his movement drew away one of the defenders. It gave Wijnaldum the space to sort yeah. of go through. But for the way we were set up, whoever's at the front needs to be sort of full of energy, closing down all the time, which you would think Perez would be ideally suited Yeah, you'd for. hope. Because I think if we had Mitrovic up front on his own, it might feel a bit like the same problem Liverpool had with Benteke yeah. up on his own, where they need crosses into their head, and that's not going to happen when we set up like that. So it's, I don't know, do we have more players now that are good enough to get in the team in theory, but probably won't because of the way we set up? Well, up there, we up, up front, yeah, looking at it, when I looked at it the same as you did, it was like, all right, we do have four strikers who can do a mm. job at the offensive end, you know, and hopefully we'll start to get amongst the goals, but he's certainly contributed well, your man De Jong and Cissé <laughs> has a background <laughs> and, and Perez being good and, and Mitrovic for all, you know, spent a lot of money and he came with all of this goal a game, you know, albeit in Belgium, has scored, you know, he just needs a service and as the team yeah. starting to gel and McLaren seemingly changing tactics and the service that's going in and how we're playing. So it's just a sort of constructing versatility and yeah. how we adapt to different teams, really. You know, just with Liverpool, maybe they had like a little bit of burnout from the Gegen press, and I don't know whether they'd been in Europe that week. Well, they played Southampton in the Cup midweek, mm, right. but they'd won 6 1. I think they made six changes from that before. Oh, yeah, Sturridge was instrumental on Yeah. Eight which I think is why he started on the bench against mm. us. But I think the main... It'll be interesting to see what happens when we play a sort of... Like the previous Watford at home game. Yeah. Like lesser teams to see how we set up there. Because you get the feeling at St. James's, if we set up the way we did against Liverpool, against weaker teams and let them come at us, the crowd might turn quite quickly. Yes. We still don't seem able to dominate a game particularly it's the same problem Palace seem to have with Pardew it's yeah. why their away record's so good because they're just about sort of soak it up get it out and then see what happens yeah which, which is that isn't it it's having you need, well you need intelligent footballers don't you who, yeah. who, who can I guess play in a, in a few different ways really rather than what we have seemingly which is a lot of people who are good at one job yeah um, and then it's there were sort of lucky days where our opposition matches what we are capable of and G'd up for at the minute, but we seem to have pedigree footballers, you know, who should be able to Yeah, perform. which is, I don't know, I, like it was great, the performance against Liverpool, but kind of find it really annoying as well, just like, because they are capable of that. Yeah. You wouldn't mind the shit that's come before if the players were that terrible. You kind of think, that's all right. They're, they're trying as hard as they can, but you just seeing them play like that is doubly frustrating because you just think, why didn't it matter to you in the other games? Mm. Don't want to go negative on quite a positive week, but well, that's it. I was just thinking that really. If there had been another couple of bodies around the table, someone might have gone, "We, we did win." Do yeah, you know, you no, know, like, and Fergus would, would throw that in. But yeah, it, it was just a, it, it wasn't clean, was it? It wasn't like yeah. we were totally in control of our destiny. There was like a huge no. element of luck, you know, purely the fact that we got what was essentially an own goal and they had, they had one ruler, albeit that maybe wouldn't have been a goal for 
reasons we've discussed. So that and the level of performance that, that was shown. So whether it was like they maybe went out and thought, oh, we could have these because they might have just looked a little bit yeah. sluggish in their warm-up or, do you know what I mean, or just seemed a bit tired. And that jeed them up. Or, I don't know what McLaren says to them before the game, you know, but they, they, they really gave it. Yeah, I think they just didn't go all out at the start because that's yeah. what we seem to do against the smaller teams as well, that we have to get the early goal because we know how brittle we are. Whereas I think what we did against Liverpool in the first half is sort of what we did at... I can't remember if it was away at Old Trafford or at St James's against Man U with the nil-nil, right. where we just sort of sat back and looked decent at that. Because we've got Colaccini, who's 33. He's slow, so we shouldn't, he should be quite deep anyway. Yeah. It, sort of, it suits the players we've got to not leave our defenders exposed. Yeah, he's not one that we really want marauding. No. Although he did I mean? try. Which was very much like the... Well, it's one of his staples, isn't it? But that was oh. like the... This is how you play against Leicester. Have someone who sits way back <laughs> yeah. to stop the space for Vardy and their attacking there, three. There was a moment with Colagini. We were 1-0 up and he just started bombing upfield. And you just thought, what, why are you doing this? Yeah. I think he just loves risk. Yeah, he really does. That might be, uh, that might be what our advert is. Just him sort of, I don't know, maybe going through the big market and then him going to the clinic the next, on the, mon- on the Monday, <laughs> where it's like damage protection sponsors or whatever. It's some sort of insurance company. Actually, I think our nivea for men, it would be a venereal disease yep. of some kind. <laughs> Do they get TV adverts? Maybe in the north. Yeah. I don't know. That's probably the most regionalist thing. But goodbye, 10 subscribers. Um, <laughs> Especially when you're from the northeast. Oh, I, I, I very much am. But I'm aware that we had Whitley Bay Uncovered was like a show that aired on Tainty's telly in the fashion uh, of like there was like Miami Uncovered and Ibiza Uncovered. And so they did a Whitley Bay Uncovered, which was like they even brought in the same presenting talent to do it. Wow. But they just sort of stalked 42nd Street on a Friday, Saturday, and Bank Holiday, Monday. (laughs) (laughs) Just remember it being really like, oh, this does really... They've produced it in a way that made it look like Ibiza. Hi, Glamour. I'm proud of my origins. (laughs) Um, So we go to... I feel like we've covered Liverpool, right? We did win. And it it seems like it's, it's really about what happens next and how they handle... Uh, the next game, or maybe it should be the game after the next game because the, the next game. one's on Sky. Yeah, so we'll win. Spurs next, so it's pretty much an automatic victory. Yeah, well, you do think we're playing a decent team and it's yeah. on telly. Really, it's, it's counterintuitive, but it's the way we play. You think we probably have a better chance of getting something from this than. I think Villa the week after is the one where you think we have to. Yeah, it's a huge game. There. Yeah. Because the Liverpool was like, for all it is, three points. It's like, nobody expected that three points. That's like finding a tenner on your wallet. Yeah. You know, <laughs> as opposed to Villa, where it's like, uh, the, I think, you know, if we can go into that upbeat and put in a really great performance. Yeah. That's, that's the, yeah, as you say, that's the one that's going to be more telling of where we're at as a club, really, and what the players are really after. I think so. And that'll be like, wait, what? That, so is that in two weeks' time? So that's just before the window opens, really. Yeah. But I think 
Spurs away, it's a tricky one. Last year, we played there twice last season. Yeah. We, me and Fergus were at the... Were you at I was the, the... I was at the cup game when we got uh, hammered. Yeah, Soldado scored. That's when you know it's bad. Yeah, and we had to wait outside for the first 20 yeah, minutes as well. Yeah, little thing. It was pretty shit. But we <laughs> had a surprise win, though, in the league. I don't yeah. remember. The, yeah, yeah, Gufran. We were terrible first half, and then six seconds into the second half, Sammy Amiobi yeah, scored. Yeah, And then... That sort of kick-started a little run as well. Yeah, it was back out wide, wasn't it? Performance-wise, it'd be inter- I really hope we match the levels we had against Liverpool. I don't mind if we lose against Spurs, because Spurs, are, they'll be there or abouts at the end of the season. Yeah, I think they're a really it's, good squad. It's that really thing good. of whether we've had... We've had a few false dawns already, like the Norwich game, where you think we've turned the corner now and the players seem to get it. Yeah. Whereas consistency of performance is going to mean more now than the results. As far as turning a corner, I think we're on a dodecahedron. (laughs) We've got a shitload of corners to get through before we get round. Um, So, right, let's let's just address it, really. Um, Spurs on Sky, right? Um, Predictions. What do you think? I'm going to go... Bearing in mind one, one. full-blooded optimism that usually follows a yeah. victory multiplied by on-sky power, you're still coming in with a conservative one-all. But this is the thing. I've realised, like this podcast, I, I'm very reactionary. So the other week I was like, we're down. We're definitely down. This week. Champions League. Yeah. yeah. Well, We're probably going to win the World Cup, I think. Our version of Champions League, positivity-wise, is we could get 15th. <laughs> I think we can do it. <laughs> I think we really tried. <laughs> It's not out of our reach. Yeah. But I, I realise I've gone for Fergus's go-to prediction, but yeah, I could see it being 1-1. Mm. Um, well, when you said that about 15th, we are what? I think we're a win from 14th. Yeah. Oh, I don't know really? if that includes goal difference, because we're yeah. the worst. Oh, no. I think, I think it's our race. Um, but we're not far off Chelsea now. them all not earning any points. Although, actually, that was the other thing in Dave's text, uh, his yeah, email. Yeah, back sorry, to the, um, the Chronicles. Thing. Just looking at the other teams around us, their run-ins that are coming up. So Bournemouth have got Man U, West Brom Palace, Arsenal. Sunderland have got Watford, Chelsea, Man City, Liverpool. Villa have got Arsenal, us, West Ham, Norwich, which actually doesn't seem too difficult. But I don't know if you've seen much of Swansea lately. They are on the ropes, aren't they're they? They're dropping like a yeah. stone. And they've got Man City, West Ham, West Brom Palace, but it's hard to see Swansea sort of beating anyone at the minute. Yeah, they took a thumping off uh, Leicester at the weekend. Yeah, which is, there's no shame in that this year. But. No, no. Um, if anything, well done, Leicester. Yeah, um, but it's annoying that we played Swansea you. in one of the two weeks where they looked incredible. Like they destroyed Chelsea and then us. Yeah. When they had Montero and Ayu just looking brilliant. Yes. And since then, they've just gone, well, that's it for the season. We're done. Yeah, we, we've made Garth Crooks' team of the week. Let's yeah. stand down. Um, yeah, they, they are important weeks, aren't we? And we're getting up to the around Christmas when we generally go to shit. Yeah. And I, I wonder how much of that is... It's maybe different now that there's not as many... Um, is our lineup isn't essentially totally built around players who go to the African Cup of Nations? Yeah, because um, I guess they, as you hope they don't, 
but their heads must go a little bit when they get to like a week before having to fly out, which is January, isn't it? But there's the other thing that never really gets mentioned is that presumably they have all sorts of jabs like two or three weeks know. before going to Africa, which would surely affect their physiology for games. I've never even considered the jabs, but it's an important point. Yeah, yeah. Text, text in if you know. Yeah, text <laughs> in if you know the answer. Just tweet the us. The inoculation. Newcastle, <laughs> Newcastle podcast, I think. I don't know what the Twitter is. It's not my job. I think anymore. it's at Newcastle Natter. Excellent. I, think. I hope it is. Um, it's a good one. Um, so, yeah, that, that's where we're at. You think we're going to draw? I think. Yeah, I'm being positive. Draw. I uh, err on the side of defeat. I think it'll be 2-1. Um, I'm going to say Ericsson will get one from free kick and Woodson Allen will get one, whether it's from him or a defender, who knows. Yeah. Um, and then that, I do believe... Uh, brings us to the end of the podcast so please uh, tweet in uh, wish David well right we send yeah. our thoughts out to him um, pray for Dave pray for Dave that's the hashtag just <laughs> we Dave <laughs> and um, yeah and we'll be back next week with a fuller lineup, I think and all will be well take care now Ta-da. cheers bye This is a Playback Media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People. Sports Social Podcast Network.